The most important thing I learned is that there is a season for everything. No matter how hard you tried, how much you wanted to work, sometimes it's just a season for learning. It's a season for um, gaining experience it's that season for building those muscles, whether it's the mental muscle, the stamina, um, learning how, learning what habits are going to work for you and what don't, you know, it's, it's all about all of it works together. That's why you can't give up. Good afternoon, everyone. This is another episode at the Hustle Lounge podcast. Um, as you see, my other two teammates are here today, but the work must be done. Uh, we have a special guest today by the name of Selena Parker. She's from Detroit. Um, we got a connection because she lived in Little Rock um, for a while, and now she resides in Dallas. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, everyone. My name is Selena Parker. I'm the founder of the Fully Funded Method which helps entrepreneurs fund their business in non-traditional ways, um, also helps them increase their revenue exponentially. So, yep, that's pretty much what I do. That's what I love. And I'll tell you more about how I got into that a little later. Okay. Um, so you kind of hit hit us with a few things. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we'll start off slow. Um, where did your career get started? Um, was this something that you knew you wanted to do after high school? Did you figure this out in college? Um, what, what's your what's your a little beginning of your journey? Mm -hmm. I've always been um, entrepreneurial minded. I've always well wanted to do something that was purpose driven, but that was non traditional. Since I was a little girl, I went to college for psychology, but decided I didn't want to be a clinician. So I went into the business psychology route. Have my master's in industrial organizational psychology. So for those that don't know what that is, that basically means I get to go in. Um, kind of diagnose organizations and help them find ways to improve. So over the course of my journey, I've, in my career, I spent 15 years in management, um, working with divisions, leaders, executives over the 15 years, helping them be more efficient. And I got to the point where I was like, you know, I needed something more, something that was purpose-driven. So I started working with entrepreneurs around 2010. And it you know, everything happens um, in perfect timing because I was laid off from a job at that time. And that's when I began business coaching, um, doing some life coaching for executives and things just snowballed and grew um, into this amazing journey that I'm on right now. Uh, about five or six years ago, I worked with Onco Telehealth and that is was at that time, it was a, an oncology-based telemedicine platform. It was valued at about three and a half million dollars pre-revenue, traveled around, I pitched it to different entrepreneurs, um, also to investors, but I didn't get the funding. My team and I didn't get the funding. And the reason why um, is statistically, I won't say this is the only reason why, but statistically as an African-American woman, I have less than a 1% chance of getting funded, actually less than one-tenth of 1% chance of getting investment funds from an investor. And so, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty alarming. But it was eye-opening and I just kept, I kept pounding the pavement regardless. Um, my team and I, we traveled all around the U.S., you know, trying to make it work. But everything happens for a reason. We weren't funded. And I said, there has to be a better way than the traditional go and get investment funds, sell portions of your company, 
So that is what led me on the journey to start the fully funded method. It's just to help entrepreneurs examine their business, look at their assets that they have and figure out how they can increase their revenue without selling part of their company, without giving away ownership. And and that's intricate because um, I can compare that to basically the artists that we have in our community, the, um, the rappers, the singers. Mm-hmm. They end up selling their artwork mm-hmm. for, for funding, mm-hmm. whereas once we learn that we can fund ourselves, like you mm-hmm. said, with the fully funded method, it would it, it takes out the um, the extra person. Exactly. It, it takes out the middleman, eliminating the middleman. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a lot of people um, around this time with social media popping that wants to be entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. So every guest that we have is usually an entrepreneur and y'all all preach the same thing that nothing happens overnight. And... I just want to um, give you your flowers for, you know, not giving up. So what can you give, what advice would you give to all the people who are um, inspired to be entrepreneurs right now? What was the most important thing you learned on the journey? The most important thing I learned is that there is a season for everything. No matter how hard you try and how much you want it to work, sometimes it's just a season for learning. It's a season for um, gaining experience. It's that season for building those muscles, whether it's the mental muscle, the stamina, um, learning how, learning what habits are going to work for you and what don't, you know, it's, it's all about all of it works together. That's why you can't give up. It may take a decade, but you have to trust and believe that it all comes together. I can think of something that happened a decade ago that's manifesting now. And when it manifests, it's like the floodgates open, the windows open, and you can't do anything to stop it. But in order to get to that point, you really cannot give up. It's okay to pause and take a step back and reflect. But at some point in time, it's like, okay, let's keep going. Push yourself forward. Mm -hmm. Keep pushing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, We can relate to that here as a smarter. We've been going about a year. And most business failed after the first year. So we just gave ourselves a pat on the back. And say, you just got to keep it pushing. So, okay. So did, did the, you said the fully funded started after um, you was laid off after you didn't get that funding. So I was laid off. Uh, first time. That's when I became a business coach. Okay. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, no. um, go ahead. So business coaching, um, mm-hmm. how did that go? It went well. So at that point in time, I will tell you, I was very shy and afraid to market myself. So I knew what I was capable of, but I hadn't achieved that because I just didn't want to put myself out there. Didn't really want to be on social media because I worried about what people would say. Um, You know, didn't want to, I was afraid of, you know, hiring a team because what if it wasn't a good fit? I just had a lot of fears. So it was slow. Everything was word of mouth. But if you don't speak up, if you don't let the words come out of your mouth, it can't fully spread, you know, be a word about. So that was the issue that I was running into. And it really, when I talk about like building those muscles, I had to pull myself out of that comfort zone. Shyness. Yeah. So, so with the business coaching, um, what's like, what's, what's, what's your strategy? So like, if you came to, uh, if we want to come to you, if, if someone is listening, do you still do mm-hmm. business coaching? Like what, what, what would you bring to the table? So I do a few things, but one of them is we evaluate your company. 
We look at all of your assets. If you decide that you want to leverage those assets for funding now or at a later point in time, at least you know what you're dealing with and you can continue to build those. So that's one. We look at your operations and see if you are running efficiently. Because I also, not only do I coach, I acquire businesses. So I know what it looks like. I can look at your profit and loss statement. I can look at your operations and determine how valuable your company is. So I help you position your company to be acquired. Doesn't mean you're going to sell it. But if it's always positioned to be acquired quickly, then you always know that your company is worth top dollar. Okay. Okay. And so so we got got some some gems, y'all. If you don't know what an asset is, asset is something that provides value or monetary return at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, your profit and loss, obviously, if your company is profitable or not profitable. And after that, then what? So that's that's two things. Is it another step to that? Or- so we look at those two. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. But yeah, we look at those two things. We do an assessment. I work with you, make sure that you know what you have, you know, as far as your business, then create a roadmap. Are you ready to work on the operations? If so, then we'll put measures in place. So this is where it gets very strategic. And this is the fun part for me. So let's say you have a company that um, lacks marketing. You are not equipped. Building a marketing team is not your skill set, right? It's not your gifting. However, you know someone that has an amazing marketing team, right? But they need the product or service that you have in their synergy. So you may actually come together, partner together in order to, now you have all the marketing, an entire marketing team at your disposal, and they have some of the assets in order to um, help leverage your company. And what is, what's an example of an asset? Let's say you have a list of 1,000 or 100,000 people. That company can market, that's an amazing asset right there, right? So you partner together strategically, um, you create the product or service that you want, or you can just do an exchange. And now you have a whole team without spending any dollars, zero dollars. It's just all a part of partnering and you have instant credibility, instant marketing team. I mean, just so many, so many um, opportunities can come out of just one simple partnership. Okay. And if, if, if we got someone listening who, who's interested, do they book a consultation with you or do you go find these people? How, how does that part work? Mm-hmm. They can book a consultation with me. They can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under Selena Parker. It's S-E-L-I-N-A. They can also go to fullyfundedmethod.com. There's forms you can fill out there. Um, partnership with RVH Capital as well. So you can always submit the form if you decide you want to go traditional route and just get funding or loan. So we have a lot of different resources there, um, a lot of free content, even free eBooks that right now they're free. Um, so go and get as much content as you can, read about it and decide if this is a path that you want to take, then we can work together. Okay. And this is, is it a, is it a certain what what is it a certain level that the business needs to be on is this a business that's been standing five years is this um someone who's been in business two years and they're not profitable they but they feel like they have something that the world doesn't know about what what's how can we gauge if if we're ready to to come do big business with you so i've worked with startups and i've worked with companies that have revenues in excess of five million dollars 
So oh. even over $60 million. So it's across the board. Um, it's really fun when you actually take companies that are in two different revenue uh, bands. If you have a startup and then you have this $5 million company, that's when it gets really fun because that startup has an amazing idea. They just oftentimes don't know because they have tunnel vision. They're focused on building. So they don't see all the opportunity around it. And so that's, that's where I come into play. I work with them and help them see those opportunities that they have. Yeah, this 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 is just amazing to me. This is mind blowing. I didn't know um people like you exist. Like yeah. honestly. Um, so we we went over the funding, we went over the business coaching. Um, I also saw on your website that you do business credit. Is this business credit coaching? Is this or do you do the leg, the groundwork to get a business business credit? What what what's your part of part in this? So on the website right now, we just post educational content so people can learn about business credit. And we're referring all of our clients to our uh, to RVH Capital. Um, we work with Parnell Speed. He's the founder of that. He's really amazing. So we just refer all of our clients to him because he has a system and he actually has more knowledge um, than I do when it comes to the capital side of things. So he handles everything. But if you want education, we're definitely putting out education every week on our site. Yeah, because business credit is is all I see on my Facebook timeline. Oh, it's everywhere. I, I get on Instagram. They like, oh, you can get the bins if you build your business credit, EIN. They make it seem so simple, but everything, everything worth having is not simple. It, and it's it's so much deeper than that. So um, can you just uh, give our audience a baseline of what, what the capital funding look, uh, uh, what looks like? What is that? A lot of people probably don't know. Yeah, so you mean like the steps in order to get it or? Um, just the difference. So we went over how you can basically plug us in with another company without us having to bring money to the table. Mm -hmm. If we have an asset that Mm -hmm. business think they can expand on. So what about the other side of things when you want somebody to fund your business, you want a loan? Is it that is the capital the same thing as a loan? Like, so Capital really can be a lot of things because I don't know if you've ever heard of Jay Abraham. He talks about relational capital and that's kind of what I was referring to, that partnership there, utilizing those relationships as capital. But if we're talking about like funding and financial capital, then what you would want to do is make sure that your business is actually positioned correctly. So do you have a presence online? You actually have a business phone number, not your cell phone number, but you actually have a business phone number. Are you listed on Google My Business and all the other directories? So that's just foundational. Do you have an office address? Not your home address, but do you have a business address? So you want to make sure you have that foundation set. And there are actually six tiers. So when you talk, when you hear people talk about get $500,000 in business credit, well, there are six tiers that you have to go to go through. And like tier number six is where you're going to get that $500,000 in capital. If you have great personal credit, and you don't mind being a, a signer for that, um, then you can always get the five. Well, you can ch- attempt to get the 500,000. Most likely you're not going to get that right off the bat. But there's my, you have to build it. And it's a totally different process than building your personal credit. So you start, most people start with the net 30s, the next 60 and 90 day accounts to get those, have those for about three to six months. Then they go on to the gas cards. And then they just keep building up. They make your store credit cards, then regular credit cards, and then loans. And then you get those that higher funding. 
but there are some um, people that don't have to go down that path. And so that's why we refer everyone to Parnell because he does a full assessment and he'll let you know exactly where you need to start. Okay, and and we can find that on the on one of your websites, I'm, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yep, you can find it on the website. Start what you're doing right now, man. Hit that like button, man. Bust a comment, let us know how we're doing. Appreciate y'all. You've been you've been killing all my questions. I'm freestyling. <laughs> y'all didn't write nothing down. So we, we covered um business credit, we covered mm -hmm. funding. Um let's see what so okay, tell us tell us about what, what do you do on a what, what's your what's your schedule like? I actually work with Dealmaker Collective. We are a black um, acquisitions firm. So it's a group of eight of us. We come together and we acquire businesses. So any given day, we may have companies that come through um, our pipeline for review. I handle operations. So I do an operational audit for any companies that we're considering acquiring. So with Dealmaker Collective, we get companies that come through our pipeline. We do a preliminary evaluation to determine if we, as a group, would like to acquire that company. So uh, for those who are like, what's really acquire? Basically, we just buy the company. Okay. We're looking to buy the company. Yep. So we do a preliminary assessment to see if it's something that we're interested in buying. And if so, we speak to the seller. So I may have seller meetings during the day. Um, we may also um, have be preparing a letter of intent to acquire the company. We may be in the due diligence phase where we're actually doing a lot of deep research and investigation and make sure the company is what they say that it is. And then, you know, if all goes well, then we may acquire the company. So at any point in time, I may be in one of those stages with my business partners um, as we're looking to acquire. Right now, we're working on some trucking and logistics companies currently. And and I'm, that's crazy that Graham isn't here because um, Graham is, is his side hustle. He does some trucking with one of his best friends. Um, okay. That would have been a great, a great um spinoff right there. For sure. Yes. Graham, come back. <laughs> I know, come back. We'll have to do a part two. <laughs> okay. So I think so. All right. So if you was looking at, at let's use uh Hustle Smarter, for example, right? Mm -hmm. If you was looking at us, um, I just give you the baseline what we do, right? Mm -hmm. So we we got a podcast. Um we kind of do some finance coaching. Uh, not financial advice we're not cpas or anything like that strictly finance coaching um and we host courses on different financial topics um last month like last month we had an airbnb course the month mm -hmm. before that we had a course on budgeting so when, when you come in and, and look at us what 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 from that from that introduction what are you going to look for the first, I'll tell you the first thing that I saw, the first thing that came to me is sponsorship. That based on what you're doing, you've been around for over a year. Every month you have a different topic, a different course. Um, but what you don't have is someone to sponsor you. So that would be a great opportunity as well. And the sponsorship could be in exchange for cash. It can just be um, in exchange for services that you don't currently have. So that's a good opportunity as well. Okay, so you say sponsorship, is that like a business partner or you saying um, like what, explain that a mm -hmm. little bit more. Yes, so I watched some of your videos and from beginning to end and I didn't see, well, one thing I look at when it's an educational content is I look to see if they do have any type of partner. So who is actually funding the initiative or what brand are they tied to that has a customer base, a viewer base? 
that um, you can leverage in order to propel yours. So in order to add viewers and get your podcast out there to a wider audience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that, make, that, makes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's next after that? So saw that um, you provide financial education, right? So mm-hmm. I think you're on the right track by partnering and interviewing. You had the interview with the mortgage professional. Um, you've done other interviews in other areas of financial services. So I think you're on the right track. I would take that content and look to see how you can diversify it in order to get it in front of more people's eyes. So are we using like small clips? This is kind of the marketing um, and repurposing aspect of it. So how are you repurposing your content to really get it out there to the masses? Because right now we're in a season where people, there's been so much change and we're in um, the economy. It's just turbulent right now. Uh, We're in inflation season. So people don't know what to do. A lot of people need sound education. So going back to what you said about your timeline, you see a lot of content about business credit, but I'm going to tell you a lot of that content that you may see may not be fully accurate. A lot of it's clickbait. Mm -hmm. So you want to, anything that you see, you want to make sure that it's actually tested and accurate because a lot of people, they just want to get their viewers up. But um, some of the information could actually be to your detriment. So by really focusing, continuing to focus on sound um, education that is accurate, um, that's going to help someone achieve success, I think is really going to take you far. So I would definitely hone in on that as well. Yes, ma'am. And that's our biggest thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Graham made a post the other day. And um, as a person, I've I've been to courses that that you pay for. I know Mm -hmm. people listening have been to courses, right? So our whole baseline of hosting the course was, the price you pay is the price you pay. We're not reeling you in to give you half the info to, and to charge you more for mm-hmm. the rest of the info. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come to our course and you're not satisfied, you're going to get a refund for number one. But that'll never happen because every course we have is 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 legit. You're going to mm-hmm. get every info you got. The the guy that we had come on the show, we gave out we gave each customer his phone number personally. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that's the kind of business that we want. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. your brand is everything. And like mm-hmm. you said, if people can trust you and make sure, and they know if you drop something, it's going to be accurate and it's mm-hmm. going to be there to, to help you and not for clickbait or just to get your viewers up or just just trying to a, a, a get money, a quick scheme, just trying mm-hmm. to take people for money. Then you always you always be all right. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm glad you said that. Yes, yes, always. Because I look for those that are teaching financial education. I look for those that are not standing by a fancy car, that are not standing by a Maserati. Mm -hmm. If you can teach it and you don't need the fancy things in your video or content, and you can teach it and get sound education across, then you're onto something. Yes, ma'am. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Not to say anything bad about those that do, because there some of them are onto something. But I have come across some brands where I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope no one <laughs> listens to them because they're going to take them down a path of destruction. Yes, ma'am. Um, so what? It seems like um, you got your hands in a in a lot of cookie jars, right? Mm-hmm. And some people always say that you can be um, good at a lot of things, but mm-hmm. not mastering anything. So mm-hmm. how do you balance that? Because I feel like I'm sort of kind of like you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I I got a job. 
with the mm-hmm. with the Air Force nine to five. I got hustle smarter. While I'm also trying to propel and being a um in trading uh, stocks, right? Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, do you feel like you're able to maximize your potential in 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 the coaching and the funding, or do you feel like um, it's not too much to just be good at it to be good at three things? That's a great question. Well, so for several years, really for a decade, I, um, my 20s and my 30s, I won't tell you how old I am, <laughs> but my 20s and my 30s, um, you know, I felt like I was a jack of all trades for a long time and I wanted to be a master of some. But I realized that was just my season for learning and figuring out what I'm good at and what really matches my personality. And so now I'm at a point where I'm just really honing in. If it doesn't bring me joy and fulfillment, then it, I don't deal with it. No matter how much I'm intellectually interested in something, if it's not purpose-driven or mission-driven, then I just don't do it. Now, I will pass that. I will write down that business idea, map it out, and I will pass it on to someone else and hope that they do it but I won't do it myself now as far as um, changes I've made I have a team I have a team of four people they helped me with a lot because I couldn't I couldn't do it on my own I couldn't I realized um, I realized when my mom was ill I took care of her for three years before she passed away um, I realized that if I wanted to continue down this journey this path I needed help and it was to the point where um I think, you know, circumstances happen and you realize kind of where you are, the reality of your situation. And that reality was I could no longer do it on my own, nor was it healthy for me to do it on my own because I had other responsibilities and my responsibility was caring for my mom. I was her her only caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so I brought on someone who can back me up when I had to step away for a week or two. Then I had someone that can continue to carry the torch that I trusted and she's with me still to this day, it's been over two years, actually maybe maybe going on three years now. So I think that's important is knowing when enough is enough before you go past the point and you burn out. Yes, ma'am. I, I totally agree. And we're, we, um, me, me and Graham and um, Colin have had discussions of, of a team, right? Mm-hmm. So, What's what advice do you got for us if we're trying to hire? I mean, find a, a to expand our team. Like, did you go out and look? Did you, um, you know, market? Hey, this was I do. Anybody want to come work with me? How did you find your team? Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted an international team for one, so I started looking internationally. Um, I hired my first assistant out of the Philippines, so I have three that are from the Philippines, and then I have one here in the U- U.S who actually was a volunteer with my nonprofit nonprofit. I started several years back. So she is, I did have, I did breast cancer education. My mom at the time was a two-time breast cancer survivor. So I did a breast cancer education as well, but she was with me throughout those years of having that nonprofit. Um, You know, we didn't own it because you can't own a nonprofit, but yeah, I founded that one. So she came back around. She was like, hey, Selena, you know, are you still working in that space? Well, I wasn't. I have fully funded. And so I told her about it. She reviewed it and she loved the concept. And so now we're working together again and it's great. So I think um, 
you have to know exactly what you want to do when it comes to hiring someone. So like I said, my first goal was to have an international team. So I'm like, I can check that off the box, right? I wanted, um, at that time, and I still do, I wanted a team that had a strong workforce of women. Check that off the box. I have working mothers that I give them a job and they have flexibility to work around their kids' schedule. Got checked off the box. So first, know what you want to do and then make sure that you, you are able to achieve those. And in some cases, you may not want to hire internationally. You may want to hire someone here in the United States. So in that case, if you were to do that, I would say post the job description. Write it up post the job description, interview, we'll narrow it down to 10 people, interview 10, choose three, maybe have all three of them work for you for two weeks, let them know it's a trial period, you may even do a month, let them know it's a trial period, keep the one that's the best. So that's what I would say do, that's kind of my pattern of how I do it. Um, I interview people, I use a text interview, via Slack. I use a video interview as well. So I start out with text interview, then I end with video interview because I want to know if I'm messaging you via Slack, I want to know that you can respond to me quickly. Because we got, I got business to handle. I got, I got business to handle. How's your, you know, your English, how's your grammar? Because if I need you to send an email on my behalf, I need to be able to trust that that email is going to be, you know, sound well um, and come across well to the other party. So yeah, I got business to handle. So I want to know that you're able to perform well in different, um, through different channels and in different environments as well. And, and that's, that's totally important. And that's, that's, that's the dynamic that we, we're looking for. Um, and you know, Hey y'all, she just gave, she just gave me y'all a million worth, a million dollars worth of game. This is a free <laughs> podcast and y'all I'm on here. I'm on here. Listen, I'm learning. Like that's the whole goal of, of this channel, these interviews, these Zoom calls, these podcasts, is to to get educated for more success. I usually kind of end the show with some just random questions. What kind of music you listen to? Mm, I listen to everything. So it depends. If I'm working out, I may listen to some trap music. In the morning when I'm getting ready, I usually listen to worship and gospel music. Or lately it's been Tina Turner. Cause I need to get my energy up, especially if I start working at 6am. Um, if I'm driving, I also like upbeat music. It kind of depends on what I'm doing. I find if I want to chill out, I may turn on some country or some classical music, just if I want something kind of mellow and a chill. So it's a, it's a wide range of, uh, of genres there. If you can have your own personal concert, right? You had three artists to choose from, dead or alive. Who you want? Who you want to perform for you? Oh, um, of course, Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, Tony Braxton because she's my favorite artist of all time. And oh, who's the third one? Anthony Hamilton. Oh, classic, classic. Classic. His voice is just so soothing. And I'm going to see him in concert in July in Vegas. So I'm like super excited about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's, yeah, those are my three. I, I like, I like that lineup. That's perfect. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, what's the best, what's the, uh, if you could recommend a book for, for an audience to read, what would it be? Mm. I'm going to say, well, that's a tough one read a lot of books i'm gonna say anything by jay abraham jay abraham okay jay and what- abraham is so wise and he is like the mastermind 
behind a lot of company partnerships, a lot of companies going from $1 million to $10 million in like, you know, 90 days. Like he just, the way he thinks about business from a very strategic standpoint, that um, that's valuable. Like he can drop one nugget and that one nugget is worth millions of dollars. So I would read as much Jay Abraham, listen to as many of his videos um, as you can find, because I promise just one, just one, just one can make a huge difference in your business and in your life. Y'all heard that y'all, Jay Abraham. If you're listening, she said Jay Abraham. I'm going to Google Jay Abraham <laughs> as we get off this phone call. And I probably order one of his books off Amazon tonight. <laughs> so last question, um, what's a, what, what's a short-term goal you have and what's a long-term goal you have? So short-term goal, right now I am working on leveling up um, when it comes to like business assets. So I'm working on establishing um, a trust and really leaving that legacy. Um, so establishing the trust in order for me to have the legacy that I want should something happen to me or when something does happen to me down the road, like 50 years from now, because I plan on living for another 50 plus years. <laughs> But I want to make sure that um, that my legacy is set. And I think that's very important. And that's a huge miss, especially for um, entrepreneurs of color, because we don't have that. We think LLCs got to give me LLC and that's a level of protection. But no, we want to go higher and think higher. So that short term goal is is making sure that's set. Um, Long term goal. I want to. This isn't that long, but by the end of the year, I want to acquire five additional companies. To to your um, to your your business. Mm-hmm, me personally, so not in partnership with anyone, but just me personally in my business. No blue acquisitions. I want to acquire at least five more companies. So by the end of this year, so that's a goal of mine. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna follow up with you and see. Oh you, yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the trust. I was just reading about trust the other day. Um, a few episodes back, we did an episode on how the importance of life insurance. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that that trust is, uh, can you just explain to those who listen about life insurance, we didn't really educate them about trust. So uh, can you just give them a brief description? Yeah, so trust, there's multiple different trusts. Um, there's also what's called a five-fold trust and elite trust, and it takes five different types and bundles them together. And it's just a higher level, it's an ironclad way to protect your assets should something happen to you. And also make sure that those that you care about, your loved ones, that they are taken care of down the road. Because if you're, you're spending years, decades preparing for um, this company that you're now going to build, right? And you don't want anything to happen to it because of just circumstances. So it's a way to protect your, your um, yourself. So think about we hear about celebrities that pass away and their families in court trying to figure out who gets X, Y, and Z assets, right? And they are probate and it's just this long drawn out issue where you don't have to deal with that if, if there's a trust in place because everything's already written out. You know what goes where, who the beneficiaries are, you don't have to worry about it. You look at politicians and celebrities, who well, usually the, a lot of, most of them are Caucasian, but you look at them, you can't get anything from them. They already said the truth. Everything's in a trust, right? They're protected, ironclad. So if something happens, someone tries to sue them for something frivolous, you can't get anything from them because it's in a trust. They don't have the money problems that a lot of us have. And I think as African-Americans, we we think, oh, that's rich people's problems. You know, that's that's what a rich person does. 
No, granted, it does take a significant investment to do that, but you can put your house in the trust, you can put your cars in the trust. It's something that's available to all people that um, I think more of us really need to be educated on. So that's that, I would say that was one of my short-term goals is to continue to learn more and then educate as I learn more about um, the various types of trusts and how we can leave a legacy and make sure that our assets are protected and grow our wealth at the same time. Yes, ma'am, because that wealth gap is sad. Mm -hmm. It is, it's very sad. But I'm also seeing the upswing as well. Oh yeah, we, we're fighting, we're fighting. We're fighting, we're fighting hard. And I think being off of work, you know, because of the pandemic gave a lot of people the opportunity to retrain. And put so battery, I'm seeing- It put the battery yeah. in people's backs. Like, yes, I'm at home. I didn't know I can actually, like, I got time now and I appreciate this time. So how can I set myself up to live like this? Mm -hmm. Not, you exactly. know, required to be somewhere for 10 hours a day. Exactly, exactly. It gave a lot of people um, space and time to dream and dream big. And when you're on the go constantly, you don't get a chance to dream uh -huh. and dream big. Yep, yep. Yes, ma'am. Um, so my, my last question is, um, just um, just about it's just like um, relationship status. Like, are you married? Um, do you have kids? Um, um brothers, sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you say mom passed RP. Um, dad. You know, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I have. I'm not married. No kids. Um, I have a younger sister who is in her final year at Tuskegee University studying mechanical engineering. I have an older brother. He has. Um, wonderful uh, kids. He has five kids. Just amazing. They all live in Michigan. Um, I actually was just there last week spending time with uh, my brother and my father and my mom's side of the family. So it's great. But yep, I'm here in Dallas, just kind of living my life and, and enjoying, you know, I mean, you, should I say this? I don't know if I can, but I'm enjoying the singlehood while I can. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm like, where? Let me see. Where do I want to travel to next? You know, and then as life evolves, we'll see what happens. But I'm just enjoying my life. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. um, so, tell everybody um, if you have Instagram, Facebook, um, drop, tell them the website again. We're gonna drop all the links for y'all to reach her. But just give yourself a shout out before you to you leave. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you can find us at Fully Funded Method on social media, all platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're working our way towards TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. Uh, we're working our way onto TikTok and Pinterest, but you can find us there. You can also find me on social media. Now, I don't post a lot under my personal. That's an area of opportunity for me. That's another <laughs> goal on my list. But it's Selena uh, Parker, in most cases, Selena underscore Parker, and it's S-E-L-I-N-A. Yes, ma'am. For those watching, thank you for tuning in for another episode. The link to subscribe is going to be right here. Follow us on all platforms. You know we come in with some heat every week. Um, Selena, thank you for this opportunity. Shout out to my cousin for making this happen. I love him to death. And yeah, we'll see awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Bye, everyone. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.